to Chess Talk, episode 243. Hello. Cody's here. Brittany is here. Hi. Chloe is here in the back. Pouting. Yeah, you And sure. we're going to talk about some more Saul, talk about some music, and just doing our usual catch-up. So, here we go. Have you been? Not, yeah. We've been stuck inside for it's about two weeks now. <laughs> I was thinking about it, and since we got back and did errands and stuff i haven't gone into a store except for groceries i went into the grocery store on saturday and that's mm-hmm. the first time i've been inside a store mm-hmm. since the last time we went grocery shopping yeah <sighs> yeah quarantining it's the last time you've been inside a building that wasn't our home yeah but we're doing our part so everyone else can too we played some board games since we last recorded Yes. One. Even then, uh, well, we played an expansion for one that we already own. Oh, I forgot about that one. And we never talked about Ticket to Ride. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Ticket to Ride. That was fun. How could you? It's been a long two weeks. I know. I mean, didn't we play Ticket to Ride before Salt Lake even? I feel like. Did we? I don't remember. I don't think so. It's been a minute, but we didn't play it. Yeah. uh, And you liked it. Yeah, it was fun. You won. Yeah. Yeah, because it's strategy, but also, you know depending on what cards you get and what cards get pulled kind of determines mm-hmm. the game yeah so it's you know a good mix of strategy but luck which yeah. i think is the sweet spot for the games we play yeah uh, i'm playing chess against the computer i'm probably gonna fucking lose but hey still doing it just ride your wave of winning against me yesterday on the board game that was fun right you uh, won i did what game was that I don't remember the name. The new one. Above and Below. Yes. I remember the name. I hope. I would hope so. Yes. Uh, yeah, so we, that's another new board game that I got for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, two to four players. How would you describe it? <laughs> I don't know. It's different. <laughs> it's different it's, than any game we've played, which is nice. It's like resource management, recruitment of like villagers and stuff like that. So it's like... You kind of got the Lords of Waterdeep thing where you have agents, which determines like what you can do, but it's more complex than that. Yeah. And like you kind of have quests, but it's all based on die, which is nice. Yeah. I don't really know how to describe it. It's it's different. It's fun. There are a lot of rules. It's really front heavy, I guess, but then yes. it's pretty simple once you get going. Because, I mean, I feel like we... Setup and playing a game was probably like hour and a half, closer to two. Yeah. But I mean, playing the game was maybe half of that. Maybe. Yeah. Like yeah. I felt like we could have done a second round mm-hmm. and have finished it fairly quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But you won. I did. How'd that feel? Uh, I don't know. I don't I... know what that feeling is like. <laughs> but it happened. So I how know. did it feel after it you won? It was just strange and new mm-hmm. and different yeah it's legitimately the first time i've won i i couldn't remember i can't remember the you last won time bang uh i did That's you right. won bang yes but this yeah. time i wasn't berated the entire time I was you playing. just get mean <laughs> you get mean but uh, okay so aside from those two i guess then like it's probably been since one of the first times you played lords of Waterdeep, which would have been back in like december maybe yeah Either that or one of the first times you won Catan. That's happened. You have won Catan before. Fucking. I can't remember the last time that happened. So I think it's been 
a good three to four months since bang before i had won a board game yeah and it's just compounded on the fact that we play board games more often so it's like i'm losing more frequently now you're the one that wanted to play board games yeah it's fun is it fun losing yeah okay because like we you're a good sport about it most of the time uh, i'm a good sport once the game's over but Mm -hmm. when you're playing you gotta you know be mean yeah (laughs) no it goes uh, but yeah, we talked about it after, and it's like, it doesn't necessarily feel competitive. Yeah, you kind of just get wrapped up in what you're doing, and then at the end, it's like, oh, I won. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, there are points in this game that matter. Yeah. Um, so it's like... I think I, having so many options helps. And I think that's specific to the two-player version, because in the game, there is like an array of villagers you can train slash recruit, like, mm-hmm. so you add villagers to your pool... There is a uh, assortment of buildings and outposts you can get as well. And I think with just two players, it leaves a ton of options open. Yeah. Whereas once you start getting up to four players, I imagine that it will More shift. people will be like stealing the thing you wanted more often. Exactly. Not like intentionally, it, but that only happened it. once, I think, to us where you took something I wanted. Yeah. The worst thing that would happen between us is uh, the villagers as you recruit them they go in order of like cost and so they get more expensive and so like i would get the two gold villager and then you would have to pay three for the next one or something like that Mm -hmm. but for the most part it's pretty independent which i think adds to it like it adds to the enjoyment that we had yeah out of it i don't know if they have expansions but i'm sure that would add a lot of interesting things to it because i definitely want to play it more um because like there are (laughs) special characters that neither of us really got to see yeah because one of the options you can do is explore, which basically, like, you go into, like, a cave. And it comes with this, like, book of encounters. And it's there's, like, like a binder. <laughs> it's, like, 200 different encounters you can get. And you get different rewards for doing things. And, like, it makes it feel fresh, I think. Even though we only played once, like, I can imagine there being really good replay value out of that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It was fun. One of my favorite new games mm-hmm yeah yeah i definitely enjoy it um could see it being played on the podcast just because i think it's not so much that you need to rely on visually yeah but yeah and then the other game we played was the expansion for pandemic yes very fitting brink. yeah so no, fitting <laughs> i when i was buying it at oasis games the guy was like well that's <laughs> pretty coincidental and that is uh interesting I think that now that we have that, we're probably never going to play the base game again, just because I don't think it changes too much. Because even if we don't do the scenarios that it comes with, we yeah. definitely want the different roles that yeah. it gives, just because more roles is better. Yeah. So we played one round of that. We definitely messed up because we put all the event cards in. Yeah, there were too many events. And it wasn't until after we were like about to finish, it's like, oh, it's two event cards per player. Yeah. But we had like... 13 yeah there was a lot (laughs) oops Eh, it's fine i'm sure that's why we won as handily as we did yeah we won really fast so oops but hey it's fun yeah yeah i like co-op games and i mean that's the next game that's coming is another co-op game so i'm sure you will enjoy that too which one is that the eldritch horror i want to say something like that yeah okay and then the other one that we still have yet to play is Aeon's End. That's 100% co-op, too. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. The only one that isn't <clears throat> co-op that we have left is the Champions of Midgard. Mm-hmm. And even that, like, 
it's I feel like it's going to be a similar thing where it's like you're just kind of doing your own thing and if you happen to screw someone over it's yeah sorry but I need it yeah not so like vicious as Catan or Mm -hmm. even Lords of Waterdeep with like mandatory quests and things like that yeah are you winning no I mean eh I'm not losing I've literally lost as I said that (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Uh, I'll... Oh, I can't do a take back. Fuck you. Can I? Yeah, I can. No. I made cinnamon rolls today. You sure did. How were those, Cody? They were good. Yep. Cinnamon rolls. Tasty. Nice and soft and fluffy. So say they were amazing. Yeah, they were really good. Um, the bottoms were very, like, sticky caramel cinnamon or whatever. Like, it was just very, like too crispy to really like enjoy like my the one i had like had a huge flake on it but otherwise like just mm-hmm. ignore that piece i'm like yeah they're 10 out of 10 cinnamon rolls mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. brown sugar caramelized yeah with the butter exactly and so it, i like it just it was gonna happen you can't really avoid that yeah um so yeah those are good yeah. otherwise you haven't been baking too much no because which... everyone keeps buying all the fucking flour not the last time this last time that we went there were two bags of flour that's you're a fucking king yeah. with that many flour yeah um more on the weekly catch up i did watch the first season of castlevania because uh there is some new gaming podcast that i found min max and they talked about like season three just coming out mm-hmm. how they really enjoyed it or one of the guys did so it's like, an anime right uh it looks like an anime yeah it's like the same style but like the dialogue is the least anime shit i've ever seen like it's very casual okay and like the main character they're not yelling all the time no like <laughs> i i would compare the main character to Geralt from okay. the witcher like that's probably the best weird description i would give and really the first season is four episodes 20 minutes each so i just looked at it as like a long movie yeah or a kind of standard length movie it's 80 minutes um and yeah it was yeah. interesting it's just kind of sets up where they're gonna take the show for the season two so i'm enjoying it i think it's weird because not enough has happened to where i really know if i like the show or not i do enjoy the style of the show because it is different um the couple action scenes they have are pretty gruesome which i think is different okay like they have demons crawling around this town and stuff and like they disembowel people and they just like cut parts off and dismember them very drastically and I mean, I've never played a Castlevania game, so I have no idea what the like world is like. And I'm sure that's blasphemy because it is such a staple in games. And one of my all-time favorite games is a Metroidvania. Yeah. But I've never played a Metroid. I've never played a Castlevania. So I'm like, maybe I should play it. Maybe. But I don't know. I think it's interesting. I'm sure you could find some enjoyment out of it. Like I said, it's not... I wasn't sitting there just watching it dedicated. I was playing games while i was watching it but i still was able to keep up with it so okay you might be able to i'm sure with season two i'll have a more solid stance on it like yeah. i said but interesting mm-hmm. if you haven't watched it on netflix hey yeah you got free time now someone go watch it yeah i'll probably watch ozark this week yeah the third season just came out i don't no. have anything to say about it yet but i'm excited yeah just saying do you know how many seasons they're trying to get out of this show no idea yeah not really looking into that yeah just watching it yeah just want to enjoy it until it stops being enjoyable is uh ruth still in it yes okay 
ramen ramen head ass. She is a. What did she win? She won Emmys. I think. Did she win a Golden Globe? I don't think she won a Golden Globe. She definitely won an Emmy for the show. I remember that. That's good. Anything else TV wise? Uh, Saul, but we're gonna. I know. Talk about that. Saul. I did start watching The Americans. Oh yeah, that yeah. that was a while ago. That you started that. Yeah, I pretty much when we got back from Salt Lake, I decided to start it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's okay. It's just it. Nothing about it has grabbed me yet, and I'm still like a couple episodes into season two. Yeah. But I'm still just like it's okay. I'm mm-hmm. just waiting because I, I hear nothing but great things about it, and how it was like the most underrated television show while mm-hmm. it was on air, and it deserved more recognition and things like that. But I'm just waiting for it to pull me in me to go oh i do like this a lot this is insane i can't wait to see what happens but as it is right now i'm like eh, it's cool it's okay they do a lot of flashbacks but whatever so i don't yeah. know yeah i don't know the concept always sounded interesting to me i just never got around to watching it and watching you watch it i'm like eh, it's fine totally fine yeah doesn't it's, seem bad just seems a little like whatever like the concept could have been executed a little better maybe it's just there isn't so far there isn't a big overarching plot to really like move the characters along like yeah. they had an interesting first couple episodes in the first season and then like after that got resolved it's just like okay what what are they really doing what's the point what's yeah. happening okay i don't know just meh yeah i need to see more i think we're ready to get into our topics yes so music we're gonna get into that hopefully a little more positive than our last album discussion with grimes so i think i mentioned it at the end of last week um but the weekend put out a new album yes after hours yes and i have never listened to a weekend album in full i've only ever really listened to singles and the hits on the radio and things like that but uh I believe it was the third single he released for this one, After Hours. That was the title track. When that came out, I was like, ooh, I need to hear this. I made you listen to that song because I thought it was so good. Yes. It was cool. It was a very good song. Mm-hmm. Um, album came out and eh. Yeah. It, it was, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at the track list right now. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it just takes a minute to really kind of pick up, in my opinion. Um, it maybe by like three or four like i'm like okay the album's all right but even then like snow child and escape from la i'm not a huge fan of those songs that's tracks five and six and then you get heartless which is a single and that is definitely the weakest single of the three that were released Um, but then faith blinding lights in your eye save your tears repeat after me and after hours i think those are all that's like a solid run of tracks uh definitely after hours and blinding lights are my favorite i know that Blinding Lights is like a huge 80s influence, and that's different for The weekend. But again, since I haven't listened to his other works, I can't really compare too much. Mm-hmm. But I think it's not a bad album Yeah, by any stretch. I wasn't bored listening to it. It was just like some like tracks just fall flat compared to the others, and so I just don't see the need to go back and listen to them again. Okay. Do you have any? Not really. Yeah. I liked the song you showed me. Didn't... I'm not, not a huge weekend fan don't dislike his music he has some catchy songs but meh that's fine i mean yeah. i'm sure you're the same as me like you listen to the singles the songs yeah. that play yeah. everywhere yeah but i i did want to check it out because mm-hmm. i can't he's make talented abel is a very talented man artist his name abel yeah Weird. i only 
You're on a first name basis. With I only him? know that because uh, the needle drop Anthony Fantano his mm-hmm. um, his review of it like he only calls him Abel and it's weird. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think he's doing it just to like be funny. Yeah. But yeah, the needle drop. Uh, I listened to his review on it. I want to say he gave it like a six or seven, something like that. Like pretty solid for him. Yeah. Um, I would probably give it still probably only like a six and a half because. I don't love it, but it does have that good run of tracks. Mm-hmm. And definitely After Hours and Blinding Lights, like I'm sure I'll be listening to for years after this. Um, so it has that going for it. Yeah. We can now talk about Gambino. Surprise. Yeah. He dropped that on... March 15th, because that's the name of the album. Was that actually when he dropped it? or I don't know. I it's... think it was like a couple days after that. It might have been the day he put it up on that website yeah. and then took it down. Yeah. Because um, for the backstory, yeah, on Spotify, it came out the week after, March yeah. 22nd. Yeah. And so I think a week before, he put it up on this just website yeah. called Donald Glover <laughs> Presents. Mm-hmm. And someone just randomly tweeted out that URL and people went to it and like there wasn't, it just had like a play and a pause button on the website and mm. it would just play the album hmm. over and over again. And then they took it down after a day. And then the next week they dropped it. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting album. Mm-hmm. I, after I listened to it the first time, I got this vibe that it was like listening to a play. Like it had a weird kind of like cohesion going throughout the album. And it kind of made it hard to want to go back and listen to individual songs. Yeah. Like, they all kind of seem connected in a way to where I don't imagine myself going back and listening to bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. This is an album where it's like, I feel like once you start it, you just need to run it through its course and let it play out. Okay. I would mostly agree with you, but I feel like the song Time would stand out and hold its own as a single, I guess. But I know that's not the type of album he was going for, but... I would say that's probably the closest one that would have a lot of individual replay value. Yeah. I mean, my favorite songs on here are Algorithm, which is the second track, like the first actual song, not just the intro. Yeah. And then Mm 32.22. So, I mean, I can listen to those on their own, but like the rest of the album, I'm fine with just not listening to, (laughs) which I was kind of let down after listening to this i wasn't a huge fan of awaken my love but i mean i feel like i need to go back and revisit that at Mm -hmm. this point because it's been four years yeah and my music taste has changed a decent enough to where maybe i will enjoy awaken my love more yeah but he does some weird things on this album yeah he does a lot of odd samples odd like animal noises there's some just like barn noises that he uses at one point i can't recall what album it's or what song it's on Mm -hmm. a lot of the songs run for a really long time like time itself is six minutes long then you've got a six and a half minute song five minute song an eight minute song Mm -hmm. and then another five and a half and six minute long song towards the end of the album too so it's when i was listening to it i was just like why is this song still going i just didn't quite get what the point of how long the songs were it just it seemed like he was just kind of like it was almost like a jam session but in a booth in a producer's booth like they were just trying out these beats and seeing like what they can do with it for how long they could yeah 
So it is officially released as a Childish Gambino album, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. But I thought he was retiring Childish Gambino. He has been talking about that for a while. Yeah. I do know that. And so people were kind of assuming Awaken My Love was going to be the last Childish yeah. album. But then here we are. Yeah. So I just that was interesting to me because I yeah. thought he was done. I, I was 100% ready for him to be done, but he isn't. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Just interesting. Do you have any overarching opinions on the album as it is? Um, I don't know if you mentioned it or if you got it from somewhere, but I feel like there were some Kanye sounding. Yeah, uh, 3222, one of my favorite songs on it. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I did get this from Needle Drop, Anthony Fantano. Like, he said it's like uh, Childish is trying to do his best Kanye Yeezus era impression on this song. (laughs) Where it's just a lot of like over-the-top auto-tune and this like crazy just like drum hitting you and these weird like synths going off it's just like Mm -hmm. it's a very hectic and chaotic song and probably like the highlight of this entire album my favorite song on the album Mm -hmm. but yeah even aside from that i think there was a lot of kanye influence on this album yeah whether or not that was intentional i'm sure it was i don't know (laughs) i feel like it's hard to be in this (laughs) hip-hop kind of rap scene and not have some sort of influence by kanye i just think everyone wants to kind of detach themselves from him i'm sure they do but Mm -hmm. at the same time it's like you you need to separate him as a person and him as an artist can Uh, you on some level i think yeah some people can that's fine Mm -hmm. and so i i don't think that childish is the type to like stray away from yeah using that as an influence yep childish it's not even his fucking name Childish. i just hate that you refer to him gambino it's, it's easier than saying donald glover aka childish gambino just say donald glover then or just childish gambino gambino yeah that's better than childish that's i'm saving weird. syllables you're not on a first name basis with him mr gambino <laughs> mr childish that's weird i don't think he's gonna hear this so i think i'm gonna be okay i have an issue with it that's all i'm saying you Spent more time listening to this than The weekend. Yes. Do you have a rating? Would you be able to would, rate it? I would need to listen to it again. Have you given any more time into Grimes? Because you never rated that either. I don't like rating things. That's half the show. Or do you just not like rating albums? I don't like rating albums. Okay. Sounds like you rate TV and movies Well, all yeah, the time. but I feel like I have a good foundation with those. But like with music, it's so subjective to me. I think film and TV are as well, but music more so. Music is feels a lot more personal sometimes, so I don't like reading it. I just like listening. If I like it, I like it. If I don't, then okay, that's fine. Not for me. I'll rate it. Yeah, that's fine. You asked me. I didn't fucking know. Uh, I'd Fuck probably you. give this a five. Um, oh, okay. It's fine. Better than Grimes, but I'm let down by yeah. this album. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish... I'm sure a lot of his fans wish he would go back to an album more similar to Because the Internet, where it was a good mix of some more rap-heavy hip-hop songs and then just the more, like, funky hip-hop songs and not just, like, 90% funky hip-hop, which it's cool, but it's, like, I want a little more than that from him. You Um, want those those bars. I want sweatpants. I want a new sweatpants song to come out. That's what I want. What if he doesn't want to make sweatpants again? He clearly doesn't and that's fine and I will continue to be disappointed by it. (laughs) And that's that's where we're at with that. Okay. (laughs) You hear that childish? I'm coming for you. I'm gonna go on fucking Metacritic or wherever the fuck people rate albums and I'm gonna give you that big old five out of ten. Pitchfork? 
Uh, do people care about Pitchfork still? I think we're good with music. Yeah. I know that you were listening to Joy Wave. Yes. They did, was that a drop or have they had singles and stuff leading up to the album release? Um, one of the songs sounded familiar, so I'm sure it was a single. Okay. Um, I just listened to it while I was working the other day. Yes. Um, let me see. I don't think it was like a surprise. I think I just, I just don't keep up. How dare you? Yeah, it was released on March 13th. I don't see any singles. Okay, Blast Off and... Like a Kennedy, Obsession, Blank Slate, Half Your Age. Those are not singles on... On Wikipedia they are. Yeah, just not on Spotify. Yeah. Like, the only 2018 singles are Compromise and Blast Off. Yeah. So, that's interesting, but yeah. Yeah. But it was fine. Do you think I would enjoy this album? Um, I don't think you would hate it, but I don't think you'd be like, oh my god, that was amazing. I think you'd be like, yeah, it was good background noise. Yeah. Like, meh. Was it comparable to like the Foles album that came out? The first Foles album? The one of two? Yes. Yeah, just fine. Yeah. So, we're still watching Better Cross Hall, Mm -hmm. season five. Uh, I did find out that this is not going to be the last season, so... I think that adds some more context to the show and the pacing that it's trying to keep. So yeah, a tangent, but episodes three and four, that's what we're talking about this week. Uh, don't remember the episode names except for Namaste. Yes. I can look it up. Nah, it's irrelevant. But episode three, we saw the resolution to why Nacho picked Saul up. He got taken for Lalo and to help with Crazy Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, cool to see that that is how he's introduced into the criminal world of yep. being a lawyer. And he's the reason that Crazy Eight becomes Hank CI. Right, which is pretty briefly touched on in Breaking Bad. It's I think it's like a throwaway exactly, line. But they decided to build something out of it. Yeah, because it's a pretty important like development now that one of the main storylines in this show is seeing the drug cartel and their relations because you don't really get like a inside view of it until maybe like season four yeah yeah it's a even then it's still like kind of limited so you're really seeing the inner working so it's cool to see how they would react yeah to their dealer being a ci and i think it is the best thing because you get hank and gomi back in the show yes and i just think their first scene is just like such a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. and it's not like the air for Saul was getting stale but it's still they just add this feels like catching up with old friends yeah it's like it's... they just hop into this conversation about marie and mm-hmm. i don't know it's, it's just fun so much more enjoyable because you know where they fucking end up <laughs> you're like oh thank god they're happy they're happy and innocent <laughs> hank doesn't have a limp and isn't angry and isn't obsessed with minerals yet <sighs> depressing yeah they're just hank's just like a lovable asshole still but serious about his job and gomi's just his little Mm -hmm. side guy that was my favorite part of episode three i don't even remember the rest of episode three but that was great uh then we also had kim going to the place the mesa verde call center is being built and they bought all this land and there's one person left that just won't leave. Yeah, but and, all his neighbors have already left and their yes. houses have been demolished. And yeah. He won't. Yeah, they have a court order saying he has to and he's just, 
they're trying not to make it where they have to get the police involved. They want to just buy him out, you know, but he just won't go. And we see Kim's had a rough couple of weeks and she loses it on this old man. It's so sad. You were very upset by it. (laughs) Because I don't like seeing Kim angry because I know she doesn't like being like mean. She doesn't want to be a mean lawyer. She just wants to be you know by the book and, and also it. still doing the right yeah. thing but for people she she's atticus finch right. she wants to be atticus yeah it's so sad what does jimmy do to her <laughs> what does he do to her where is she i don't know we, Ugh, we don't want to so find upset. out yeah but it just the i think the biggest takeaway from that scene is the older man i can't remember his name um acker sounds right mm-hmm. um says something about how kim like she's just one of those people that will say whatever she needs to get the thing done and she'll yeah she'll um, say whatever she needs to get what she wants but the more important line is like oh you probably what you uh donate once a month and every year on thanksgiving you go to a, a soup kitchen just to make yourself feel good and yeah. so you can sleep at night after all the other shitty things you do the rest of the year and that really is what set her off because mm-hmm. she's taking all these pro bono cases because she just feels terrible about working at mesa verde and mm-hmm. it's like she grew up <laughs> poor and struggling and like she didn't she got put through law school and she has to pay that money back and she paid it back she did yeah Oh, I didn't she know wrote, she paid it all. She wrote Howard a check. Oh. Yes. Probably from Mesa Verde. Huh? Probably from her Mesa Verde probably, yeah. bills. But, like, she worked hard to get where she mm-hmm. was. And it's probably just so shitty that even if you do work your ass off and really earn the position, people are going to just assume. You're just another suit. Yeah. You're just another privileged asshole that didn't have to do anything. Yeah. To get where they were. But, and I think that's really hurtful for kim because she wants to give back because she had to work so hard right they have really good dental hygiene yes (laughs) they brush their teeth in every episode Mm -hmm. you have to see it (laughs) the other big story of episode three is mike however brief you see him he does uh get into a kind of fight um not really even a fight like he walks by this house with a bunch of thugs and they try and like harass him for money and Mm -hmm. He, he takes one down, the rest leave him alone. Yeah, he, like, breaks his fucking shoulder, essentially. Um, I hate that sound. Mm-hmm. I know it's just TV, but... Yeah, so that's where Mike is at the end of episode three. Um, then we got episode four. You see more of Saul catching up with, like, the hooligans from the first couple episodes. And to me, it feels like as soon as he changed his name to Saul, like he just kind of embodied that character instantly. Mm-hmm. Like there isn't this slow buildup to how he is in Breaking Bad. Like when he's talking to these people in jail on this episode, it's just like, this is Saul. He's being blunt and to the point to his clients, but also trying to like make them aware of how much good he is doing for them. And like, mm-hmm. this is the advice they need to take, whether they like it or not. Yeah. So I like seeing that, like we've earned it. And now it's like, we get Saul finally oh what just kim move faster no never so the cartel kind of storyline yeah with gus where, and... yeah mm-hmm. so lalo had crazy eight give them real information about gus's operation correct and gus nachos kind of double agent there unwillingly right 
Yeah. And Gus wanted them to kind of get caught. He just so that it doesn't get back to Lalo that Gus knew about them being informed on. Exactly. Because only so many people know, I would say only three of them, four of them know. So like it'd be very quickly quick to find out who talked. Yeah. So Yeah. Gus begrudgingly he doesn't give up his last guy. But he lets three other people get arrested and all the money. So Yeah. What three people got arrested? That's what I don't understand. I think each drop-off had a different person. Okay. That's what I imagine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they had four dead drops and they were all staking them out at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, they only showed us one, so I yeah. don't really know. Okay. So that makes sense. I just don't know if... I want to know the significance of the one that got away, basically. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know if there, there is any. There probably isn't really. Yeah. Um... I'm sure that they wanted to keep one of them just to see, like, what the setup was and, like, who, if they could recognize anyone. I'm not too sure. <laughs> because if you remember Breaking Bad, like, Gus gets very involved with the DEA and making donations and things like yeah. that. So, like, I'm sure this is kind of, like, the start of why he yeah. makes note of them. Yeah. So. Mm, yeah. I'm interested to see how it plays out. Yeah. It's really nice to see Hank and Gomi again. Mm-hmm. Just back at it. Yeah. I'm sure we won't see them super consistently i'm sure after these couple of episodes like they'll drop off yeah um but yeah it is nice and it is nice to know like in the better call Saul universe that they will just be happy and fun <laughs> and that's it that, that's all that's all that ever happens to them anyway yeah i am um, i don't know this is one of the best shows every episode just seems to keep adding more and more and like even though it feels slow at the same time so much is happening and you need to remember so many different characters and like their threads and things like that that it makes it not slow the continuity is very good Mm -hmm. but like someone that's in an episode in the first season is gonna be referenced in season five Mm -hmm. and they're not gonna re-explain it to you they're gonna be throwaway lines but it's a very consistent universe and that's what I think it's strong point is. Yeah. Consistent from Breaking Bad to Better Call Saul. I, the only thing I do want explained at this point, this part of the season is why Jimmy threw the bowling balls at Howard's. I think your thought about how Howard just enabled Charles, Chuck, whatever, mm-hmm. and just was kind of a dick to him yeah. he's kind of just like nah fuck you yeah but he, he bought was... the bowling balls before their lunch meeting so it's weird yeah, he probably had an idea of yeah. what the lunch meeting was about but yeah he was that was the opening scene when it was him like finding something to throw yeah and bowling balls yeah and he needed three to yeah make sure he got his target i just don't know the significance if there is any or if he just like nah fuck you I'm sure that's, it's mostly that, but okay. I wouldn't be surprised if this gets touched on yeah. more in depth, mm-hmm. um, because we haven't seen Jimmy bring it up to Kim, but I wouldn't be shocked if Kim is like, oh no, you should take that job. Yeah. But maybe after the Saul versus Kim court scene, <laughs> maybe something's going to change because... I saw someone in the discussion thread talk about like... Schweikert is Kim's boss. Yes. Knows who Jimmy is. Yes. And he's going to, he knows that Kim knows Jimmy. So yes. she's, he's going to find out that Kim put him up to it. Right. And she's going to get in trouble. Yep. So it's like, I want to see how that plays out. She Maybe she'll try and play it off as like, oh, small world. Yeah. Or pretend like she's mad at him for 
taking it taking it and going against her i don't know who knows i guess we'll have to find out i guess i mean unless her boss what's his name schweiker schweikart schweikart something like that uh what if he just never is in the courtroom doesn't ever see him and all he sees is just Saul mm-hmm. goodman on paper like yeah it's he not b- might not know who Saul yeah. goodman is yet it's, i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he never actually sees Saul goodman in person yeah i don't know i don't yeah. know just but. interesting the way that Saul got mr acker as a client oh his proposal no. <laughs> genius yes it's uh i i don't even want to describe the scene no, I, just... I just i didn't expect a scene like that to ever exist on television i'll say that i Not... was like really interested he's like just take a look at my proposal and i was like okay this is gonna be like a groundbreaking thing for him and it's like nope <laughs> You'd be amazed at what you can find on the internet. But it's a like it's like starting like a school paper with like a swear word is what happened. Yeah, it catches like, you. I got your attention. Yes, it's inappropriate, and not relevant, but I, there's it's it's important. I got you. Now picture me. I'm the man. <laughs> Makes <Mason> Verde <laughs> horse. <laughs> um, I don't know if you saw anyone talking about this. Is probably the last thing I want to say about the episode. The mm-hmm. um jimmy saul's courtroom scene that episode how he switched his did anyone mention that in the reddit discussion yes okay so what happened was they were in like a trial jimmy was questioning like the victim of a crime he got robbed robbed, and he kept like pointing at the defendant as yes that's the, the guy that robbed me that happens all the time that's the one that did it and jimmy just is like are you sure I kept asking, like, kept being sure. Like, you're you're sure that was him? And he was insistent. Yes, that is him. And Jimmy had just some random guy that kind of looked like him. Be sitting at the defendant's, like, table. And the real defendant was just in, like, the gallery. Yeah. And it, like... (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen a more realistic depiction of probably what a judge would do in that situation where would th- they have to keep their calm and they're just like fucking and she added like i'll see the counsel in my chamber is that yeah. just like what the fuck yeah like there's no way to tell the jury to forget that yeah. like you can't because like a lot of the times if something is like objected to and sustained and then like the judge tells them like disregard that testimony yes. disregard that you can't disregard that no. so jimmy got a mistrial which is what he wanted yes but i saw people talking about someone was like i'm currently in law school taking this class <laughs> and i feel like that's something that would get him either held in contempt or at the very least disbarred again yeah. <laughs> definitely like sanctioned yes he would definitely get sanctioned for that so but I, it's it's a really funny scene it's hilarious <laughs> and it's such a like saul yes. move yeah Fucking. that's that's what i'm saying it's like we have saul and like he's already saul like he's just doing this absolute insane oh stuff God. i really like that kim wasn't like mad at him because no. she was just like yeah she's like teetering on this mm-hmm. good bad mm-hmm. kind of line and like she swings one way or the other and right now she's definitely on like the let me be a fucker and yeah do crazy shit so yeah and she knows saul will help her in that yeah. instance God. so yeah that was a really good scene and so, so funny <laughs> like again you wouldn't want courtroom scenes in breaking bad but in better call Saul, it's like the best part of the show 
I love the courtroom scenes. Yes. I think they're hilarious. Yeah. Like the opening scene of the whole series, I think, is that courtroom scene where he's doing a really good job defending those boys and then all the fucking... Just, he wheels out the TV with the tape of what they're doing. Yeah, it's like, well, you can't fucking defend against that. Jesus. <laughs> oh, it's so good. good a lot show. of people apparently thought this spinoff would be like a case of the week courtroom drama, but like... Character studies. They use it so sparingly and on top of that scenes, but it's so good on top of that there was a year where you couldn't even be a lawyer so you had to fucking do something yep. else go through kim the boring banking law boom such a good show so slept on watch it i think if you're outside of the u.s it's out on netflix like yeah week probably. by week you get a vpn nord vpn use the we're promo not code sponsored chess talk doesn't work because we're not sponsored 66 percent off your first order of two years it's not a thing anyway that's it that's the episode 243 yay hey thanks for listening uh we will be back next week talking about uh the platform on yes. netflix if yes. you want to watch that and get your notes ready to compare to ours we will more than likely have a guest on so maybe get excited for that talking about more saul and I think that's it. We'll see. Obviously, touching up on the world. See how it's all holding together this time next week. So We're going to be fine by Easter, Cody. Fucking got my church outfit already picked out. So thanks again for listening. Yeah. We'll be back. Tell us, us how out. quarantine's going for you. Send us a message on Twitter, chess underscore talk. Uh, I post Chloe pictures. I post when I'm streaming. I did start doing that now. I've seen that. Twitch.tv slash Dr. Shivargo PT3. It's like part three, but PT. Yes. Um, so if you want to watch me play, typically it's been some WoW and some League of Legends with old chess talk veteran Derek. Um, yeah. Is Derek on? <laughs> He's been on three episodes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, they, I usually do them as like the in-between season episodes. Oh, so that's like Derek right. And I that's report. right. Yes. The bonus ones. <clears throat> Yes. So if you want to go check those out, it's always a fun time. Check out the Twitter. Check out Twitch. We're also on YouTube. Just search Chess Talk Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher. Uh, that's it. See you guys next week. Bye.